0: radio the divine wedgie with dr matthew tan many a churchgoer would be familiar about that most basic scriptural narrative in the gospel of john chapter 3 verse 16. god loved the world so much that he gave us his only son in his son the whole universe obtains salvation and is redeemed some might quietly reply Maybe the world and the cosmos might be redeemed, but what about me? Where is the evidence of this redemption in my own individual existence? Or is this concern for redemption in the particularities of my own life a narcissistic concern for things that do not really matter in the greater scheme of things? In other words, will I only start to matter when my earthly existence ends? For many, the experience of trauma or bitter disappointment can come so frequently that they might justifiably wonder if the only personal thing they might expect from God is the cross. It is easy to think that in such circumstances, God's salvation and mercy is the special reserve of more universal and thus more important things like creation or humankind, and not any human or creature in particular. For too many Christians, when it comes to the operations of God, it almost seems a divine mandate that one's own life be regarded as something secondary to the seemingly greater good of all of creation, as if the particularities of one's own existence stands in the way of the universal impact of God's grace. But is the particular necessarily separate from and subordinate to the universal? Speaking on Platonist metaphysics, the political philosopher Adrian Parps sought to point out that in the jargon of Platonist metaphysics, Universals will always spill over into the particular. In so doing, the particular actually becomes a real manifestation of the universal, and as students will learn in medieval philosophy at Campion College, the Christian faith grows out of this platonic foundation. It is what underpins our understanding of the sacramental life, and that life is also what undergirds the Christian view of the world and God's relationship to that world. In other words, the economy of grace is not confined to some abstract universal, but will spill over and seep into the fibre of the particular. The first creation account in the book of Genesis was meant to show that the God of the Hebrews did transcend the particular. But still, the patriarchs and the prophets and the Psalms show time and time again that it was through one particular life that the universality of God's operation unfolded. God lifted up Abraham out of obscurity, a nation out of slavery, a poor man from the dung heap, and so on. A similar picture appears in the Gospels. The seemingly abstract gloss of the phrase God saving each and every one of us cannot ignore the fact that the particulars of the words each and one is bound up in the meaning of the whole sentence. Jesus not only announced the schema of commandments called for by the new universal sovereign, the universal sovereign's version of salvation involved stooping down to pick mud to smear on the eyes of a blind man, lifting one girl out of death, healing one hemorrhage through the hem of his cloak. In the Passion, one must not forget that it is through the particularity of a wooden cross and a body of a thirty-year-old Hebrew that salvation of the whole cosmos came about. This logic of the universal unfolding in the particular continues in our sacramental life, especially in the Eucharist, when the universal Lord is fully manifest in a particular piece of bread, which is then consumed by a particular body entering through the gates of an individual's mouth. This means that in the operations of salvation, particulars do matter, and as such, we matter in particular. A God who has an account for every hair on your head, will not leave the beneficiaries of this grace to something as abstract as a universal, since the universal unfolds itself in the particulars of our existence. Thus, while creation groans in waiting for the manifestations of the Son of God, in the words of Romans chapter 8 verse 19, while we rightfully wait for the salvation of the world, each one of us Also, rightfully makes this expectant claim in the words of Isaiah chapter 38, verse 16 Restore me again to health and give me life. The salvation of the universal cannot avoid the redemption of the particular. That was Dr. Matthew Tan with the Divine Wedgie. For more, visit divinewedgie.blogspot.com or cradio.org.